teach children that they are the present, not the future, and they need to know Jesus. Hello and welcome to this action podcast from Bible League International. I'm your host, Michael Woolworth. One quarter of the world's population is under the age of 15. In Nicaragua, about one-third of its population is comprised of children and youth. You know, there's some startling factors that contribute to this dynamic and some amazing opportunities to share the hope of the gospel with young people in the largest Central American country. Joining me is my colleague, Nanoska, who serves as National Director of Bible League Nicaragua. You've got some interesting things to say and an amazing story to share. Nanoska, welcome. The percentage of children and youth in your country, that's growing, isn't it? Tell us why. Yes, the data indicates that the 30% of Nicaraguan's population is between 0 and 14 years old. This represents almost a third of the total population in Nicaragua. It's really, it's a significant percentage. And the factors that I think contribute to this scenario are birth rate in higher than the mortality level. Poverty and broken family units contribute to teenagers, boy and girl. Young people are sexually active from an early age without measuring the consequence. Some get married, others only live together, and for many it's only an event that left the teenage mom pregnant. In fact, at the Central American level, Nicaragua is the rank first with the highest number of teenage pregnancies. Hmm. So the birth rate is up. Uh, teens are sexually promiscuous, as you say, and as a result, there's a high rate of teen pregnancies. Um, I know drug cartels, gangs, extreme poverty, and religious fanatics uh, leading people astray are all factors that keep young people from knowing God. Nanoska, why do you have such a burden uh, to reach them with God's Word? Do we want to have a better world, a better society, a strong family unit? As a church, we must strive so that from childhood the, the Word of God is thought. God is the only one capable of making the necessary transformation in the life of the men and women. So if we teach God's word from childhood, we're going to have kids growing up healthy. And if we have healthy kids, healthy young people will grow up. And if healthy young people grow up, then healthy marriage will form and will have healthy family, who in turn are going to teach good words to the new generation. That's how we are going to form children who love God's Word and keep teaching it from generation to generation. The Word of God will enable children and you and young people to find peace in a world full of violence and hopelessness. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, I mean, healthy kids will grow up to be healthy adults, and that means a healthier Nicaragua. You're in Managua, the capital of your country, a city of more than a million people. What are some of the challenges of reaching children and youth in an urban area like Managua versus a rural village? Yes, we have the difference between both. In the capital, there is more access to drugs, more broken family. There is more access and abuse of technology, more violence, more access for children and young people to start drinking alcohol. In poor rural neighborhoods, they have more family living together and fewer opportunities for drug use and the use of technology, which is a very big challenge in urban centers. Mm -hmm. The challenge in the capital is for discipleship to be creative 
without losing the sense of the message. Okay, so it sounds like families are more intact in rural areas, but cities present a real challenge uh, to reaching kids. Um, I understand in this new fiscal year of ministry that began October 1, more than half of those reached in Nicaragua are children and youth. That's so admirable, Nanoska. What are some of the tools uh, you're using to reach young people? Okay, in Nicaragua, there is a great need for the Word of God and our Bible ministry offer material to evangelize and disciple the family. We achieve this through the Project Philly for Children, Youth, and Adults. When we visit the pastor and present them the Project Philly and how it can be children in their spiritual formation and therefore in their personal development, they see this as a tool for the church. We're confident that this will also help the community where they are working. The material are practical, easy to use. Each lesson invites children and young people to know Jesus and fight through his word, fundamental principle for life. The children and young people to know Jesus and fight through his word. They are learning in the small group that Jesus is a real person who wants to have a personal relationship with them hmm. and who is attentive to their needs. Yeah, I know our listeners are well acquainted with Project Philip. We've talked about it quite a lot on these uh, podcasts, and that's really the cornerstone of Bible League's global strategy. And what you're saying, Nanoska, is that the Project Philip study that reaches so many adults around the world is adapted to reach children. I mean, it's practical, you say, and it teaches them that God is real and that He's truly interested in them. Um, I know this is rhetorical, but are churches excited uh, to reach children and youth? And, and what are some of the ways they're doing it uh, there in Nicaragua? Well, the churches really, they are so um, excited to reach out to our nation's children. We work in rural areas and places distant from the capital where they do not have resources to care for the children. The churches in these places have found in our material a great opportunity for evangelism and discipleship. That also happen in um, urban areas when we work with low-resource churches through Project Philip mm. for children and young people. Uh, the ministry has allowed many people to know Jesus through Bible study and their, their life have been transformed by the power of God and the life of other believers who work with this new Christian. Uh, we are using this uh, or program in Sunday school, summer camp, Christian in school, in different small groups, both inside and outside of the church. Well, I've said it before, you know, there's no place on earth where Bible League has a presence where we aren't connected to the local church. I mean, you refer to those local churches uh, as under-resourced, which doesn't mean they lack a love for God, His Word, and His world. They're overflowing in those areas. It just means they can benefit from programs uh, that a ministry like Bible League offers, and they're doing amazing things with those programs. In this case, reaching young people through Sunday school, camps, and small groups within the church and in communities where they serve. Um, Nanoska, people love stories. A personal story demonstrates, you know, great need and great opportunities to reach the people in those stories. Uh, can you tell us about a young person uh, that you've encountered? I would like to, to tell you about the Pedro, 13 years old, who is in fourth grade. For many years, he suffered from bullying in different schools. His classmates used to beat him, and for this reason, he did not continue his studies. His parents divorced when he was three years old, so his father decided to leave him 
and his younger six-month-old brother at his grandmother's house so that she would take the responsibility of taking care of them. His grandmother never received an, any financial help from his parents, so she had to sell flowers and dolls to cover the basic needs of the children. Pedro's father had a child with another woman, and for economic reason, he emigrated to Guatemala, and Pedro's mother, for the same reason, emigrated to Costa Rica. They never communicate with Pedro's grandmother to know if he and his brother were well. Pedro always wondered, what did I do to them? Why don't they contact us? He didn't understand this. Hmm. Let me stop you there for a moment, uh, Nanoska. You've painted a picture for us of young Pedro, uh, 13 years of age. He was essentially abandoned by both his mother and his father, who divorced when he was three. They each left Nicaragua for neighboring countries. Um, he and his younger sibling went to live with their grandmother, who struggled to find the money to care for her grandchildren. But she is doing it. Uh, you said Pedro was beaten and bullied by classmates. And I heard you say that he's only in the fourth grade, which means that he has suffered academically as well. And then on top of this, he struggled to understand why his parents abandoned him and why no one wants to be in his life. I mean, that would all soon change. Tell us more. Uh, one afternoon, Sister Norman was teaching a group of children near her home. She asked the children to find friends to invite them to her class. And so Pedro began to participate in this study of the Project Philip. Since then, his life changed. He will never forget the first lesson of the discovery number one. I am valuable. He thought that no one wanted him, that no one wanted to be with him even that God was not interested in him. Mm. But through the study and the support of Sister Norman, he began to see and feel that Jesus loved him. She always took time to listen to him. When he finished the three-study booklet of Pray Philip for Children, he promised never to cut himself again. Hmm. You've said a lot there, uh, Nanoska. Let me try to unpack all this. Um, a woman, Norma, taught children in her local church and urged her students to invite others to come learn about Jesus. Uh, and some child did just that, right? They invited Pedro, and for the first time, Pedro heard from Norma, using Project Philip for children from Bible League, that he matters to Jesus and that he has incredible worth and value despite all the hardship that he endured up to that point. Uh, you said that Norma always took time to listen to Pedro, and he talked about his hard life, and she always pointed him to Christ. I mean, the last thing you said is that Pedro came to see what Jesus means to him and what he means to Jesus, and he promised Norma that he would no longer try to harm himself. Nanoska, this is a moving story. What is Pedro up to today? He is now beginning his study with the Gospel of John. In addition, mm. he understood that his grandmother loved him and his brother too. He began to feel Jesus heal his sadness hurt. Now he feels calmer and loved it. That was it happening in the life of this boy. Mm. Now that's a story of true transformation. I mean, to go from experiencing all of that rejection to questioning your worth, and to see how the gospel of Jesus Christ changes everything. Nanoska, I thank God for that teaching, Norma. Uh, that student who followed her lead to invite someone to come learn about Jesus, 
and that God worked through Bible League's Project Philip for children and youth to help Pedro see his infinite worth in Christ. I mean, we need to pray for Pedro and his family and as he goes through the Gospel of John study and learns more about his Lord and Savior. Um, what are a couple of ways uh, that we can pray for all that you're doing there in Nicaragua? May we continue to find the door of, of opportunity for the Bible League Nicaragua to continue <clears throat> impacting our nation with the ministry of Project Philip for children and youth. Uh, we will continue to do this through partner committed to this group of our nation. The children and teenagers are more vulnerable and need Jesus to face different challenges with faith and love. Nice. So more opportunities for sharing the gospel through your precious and committed partners around the country there. Um, Nanoska, I'm trying hard not to lose it, but I love the ambient sound of all the birds and roosters being picked up on your microphone. Uh, yes, we have many birds uh, flying close to my window. Okay, I got gotcha. you. Yeah, well, we're definitely picking them up. It's absolutely beautiful. You made a very profound statement uh, as you and I prepared for this uh, podcast, uh, Nanoska. You know, we often say, perhaps in error, that children are the future of the church, but you say they're a part of the present church, uh, perhaps in miniature form as kids, but nevertheless, they are precious members of Christ's church today, aren't they? Yes. Always with that, we have a trainer, a training. We teach that they are the present, not the future. They are the present, and they need to know Jesus since they are children. And we need to take um, an import importance mm-hmm. in, for to take care of them and keep keep them to know Jesus and to be a disciple since they are children. And that rooster agreed with you just as you said it, Nanoska. Yeah, I love what you said. I mean, Jesus said in Matthew 18, unless you become like children, you can't enter his kingdom. And then a chapter later, he said, suffer the children to come to me. Don't keep them away. And that's why you do what you do and why more than half of those you've reached in Nicaragua in recent months are children and youth. In closing, Nanoska, um, do you have anything you want to share uh, with those who support the work of Bible League? I want to thank you on behalf of all the children and youth of our nation who are blessed with the prayer Philip. They are blessed through the material they receive, which help them to know Jesus and be disciples. Thank you for helping us straighten the local churches and extend the kingdom of God here in Nicaragua, which today more than ever need to be nourished by God's word. Your support encourages us to continue doing our work with passion and commitment. Thank you for your generosity and support. You've been listening to Nanoska, my colleague in Nicaragua, the largest country in Central America. The needs there, they are great for sure, but what a joy to hear how Christians are reaching children and youth with the hope of the gospel. Stay current with us by signing up for our verse of the day and e-newsletter at BibleLeague.org. That's BibleLeague.org. And follow us on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And let us know if Pedro's story has moved you by emailing us at podcast at BibleLeague.org. That's podcast at BibleLeague.org. For this action podcast, I'm Michael Woolworth.